Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. And I'm Brittany Pacheco, and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We're here today to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second film in the Ant-Man trilogy. Now, you know, as we're recording this, it's February 15th. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is just a couple days away. In fact, I'm seeing it tomorrow night. So, but before we get to the Quantumania, let's talk about the second film, which was released July 6, 2018, with a runtime of two hours and two minutes, exactly one minute longer than the first Ant-Man <laughs> movie. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, with a box office of $622 million, so it, it was up about 110 or 12 million from the first movie so that's a that's an improvement yeah ant-man and the wasp is was the 20th movie or is the 20th movie in the mcu and it's it's uh it's it fell in phase three just right after infinity war which that comes into play in the movie mm -hmm. uh directed by peyton reed who also directed ant-man who will direct ant-man and the wasp quantum mania it's a big cast stars paul rudd evangeline lily Michael Pena, Walton Goggins, Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer, T.I. Harris, David Des Desmulchen, Hannah John Kamen, Abby Ryder Fortson, Randall Park, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Lawrence Fishburne, oh, and Michael Douglas. So, a lot of people in this movie. Yep. It's a fully loaded movie. Um, Brittany, you know, um, last week I asked you, you know, do you remember when you first saw Ant-Man? Now, Ant-Man and the Wasp, we actually saw this movie together. Frank was with us. Several other people were with us. We all, we saw this like as a big group of people. We did. So I was pretty high on the movie. I enjoyed the movie at the time. What are, what were your thoughts on the movie then? And have they changed now that we've rewatched it five years later? It has its highlights. It has its ups. It has, I think, maybe for me personally, a few more downs than ups, given that this is a sequel. And, and I think historically with any sequel it just doesn't it doesn't do as well as its predecessor in my personal opinion this for me even though it was one minute longer than ant-man the pacing of the movie felt so much longer yeah again my personal opinion y'all can agree or disagree that's totally fine I just feel that this movie did not hold up to Ant-Man. Like I said, for me, with having rewatched Ant-Man recently, it's rewatchable. It's definitely rewatchable and I enjoy it. It's got its action, comedy, the seriousness, what have you. With this movie, I feel it was far more, maybe not serious. I mean, it's serious, obviously, because you're trying to get the background of Janet Van Dyne. You're trying to understand what this whole quantum realm sort of uh, universes and you have to lay out that foundation yes but i think it's just either because i'm not a science person and all of it just kind of went right over my head or it was just dragged out too long i don't quite know what it was it just for me entertainment wise wasn't as good as the first movie which is ant-man but it does have its highlights and it, it you know i'll give it i'll give it that but i think it was just runtime it was just or pacing rather it was just yeah. uh, it's not there for me and, and it still holds up the same today same. okay yeah you know like when we saw this movie i was pretty high on it after we saw it because it's, it's a fun movie we saw it in a group we had a good time and um i realized that as we were getting ready to do this rewatch i don't think i've ever gone back to rewatch this movie not one single time i've seen 
it was one of the last movies that was actually on Netflix before those all went, all those movies went to Disney plus. So I saw like maybe some parts and pieces of it on Netflix, but I never actually rewatched the movie. So on this rewatch, I agree with you as far as like, even though it's just a minute longer than the first one, it, you know, it feels like a longer movie. And I think it's like we said, there's a lot of characters and they have to service those characters. And because of that, that's why the pacing makes it, it, it feels like it's kind of dragged out, you know? I, um, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many characters, you know, it's also like when we talked about Ant-Man, the first movie, I talked about how a lot of people kind of criticized yellow jacket, the villain. And they thought that was like a weak part of the movie, which I, I disagree with. And, but in this movie, the villain is pretty weak in that it is a villain that is, well, first of all, you've got a couple of people who are kind of the villain. You have Walter Goggins, his character, Sonny Birch, mm-hmm. like low level, like criminal who's trying to get him technology to sell on the black market. So, so he's like a street level villain. Right. You've got, uh, you've got obviously ghost. Uh, slash Ava Star, played mm-hmm. by the actress's name is Hannah John Kamen, which, you know, also something about this this actress is I'm not super familiar with her. Although looking up her credits, she was in Game of Thrones season six, and she is going to be in the Thunderbolt. So her character Ghost is going to continue, but her her character is kind of kind of like a ghost is very forgettable. You know, like even yeah. even in the movie. And then and she's not totally a villain like she I mean, she is, but she isn't, you know, so it's like this is a movie where the villain is solely there to move the plot along. Mm-hmm. And it's not a villain where like a Killmonger or a Thanos or a Loki or yeah. even like, uh, you know, uh, in Multiverse of Madness where you had, uh, oh, gosh, the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. where like you kind of see their perspective. And like if if they were to like, quote unquote, win and you know, when in the movie, you could see the movie continuing a, a you know different way and going, going a different approach. But in this movie, the villain is there solely just to keep the movie rolling. And it's maybe the, I mean, maybe the weakest villain in the MCU. Like, what do you think? But, but is it a villain worth having? Right. Really? Like, I, I, I think I can make the connection as to why they had Ghost or Ava because with trying to bring back Janet Van Dyne, and this is kind of just the the plot of Ant-Man and the Wasp is that Ant-Man or Scott Lang, he has like a dream or a vision or some sort of connection where he goes back to the quantum realm and he sees a past memory that Janet Van Dyne puts into him. Now she's been living in, in this quantum realm for some 30 years. Right. And, and so she's, connected with him because he went into the quantum and got out and so and again this is where because i'm not a science person like i don't understand how all this works but regardless this is what gets the ball going and then you just coincidentally have someone who whose cells are broken down you know torn apart rebuilt all over again she's in some sort of pain and she's phasing and that's and i'm right. talking about ghost or ava yeah. but because of what Janet Van Dyne knows or because she's existed in the quantum realm, they're going to extract her being to help save 
Ava with the help of Lawrence Fishburne's character, which is Bill Foster, who used to be right. an associate with Hank Pym. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot to absorb. And I'm thinking, right. but why is this particular character necessary? Like, why? I, I could have understood if she was associated with uh, the black market guy. Like, I, I could have totally... Right. understood her being like used as a weapon kind of like bucky you know bucky was used as a weapon as as the winter soldier mm -hmm. right to to uh, carry hydra's orders and if if they were affiliated in that sense ava and and the black market guy okay cool i get it but she's just like on her own i don't know if if her story is necessary necessary at this point unless it's just to obviously introduce her into the universe and if she's going to carry on in the thunderbolts okay great but like did she need to be introduced at that particular moment in in phase three i i don't know i just don't feel like her character really carried any true weight yeah and maybe i'm just being overly critical because not a comic book reader. I don't know how her character is in in. Well, in the comic yeah. books, the character is a is a man, or, or traditionally was a man, and they mm -hmm. switched. You know, did a gender switch for the movie. It was like Taskmaster and, and yeah, and right, Black Widow, yeah. But like you're right, the I mean, you like right after this movie, like that's why, like going back and watching this movie, there's so much this movie I forgot about. In fact, I feel mm -hmm. like I forgot about the whole movie. Like I just it's remember, a forgettable movie. I just remember, like I remember enjoying it in the moment. And, mm -hmm. I, and I rewatched it and like, I enjoyed the rewatch. Mm -hmm. I did. It did feel like it was longer than, than it, it should have been. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, Paul Rudd's great as Ant-Man and, you know, obviously I think Evangeline Lilly looks the best of any, like she looks phenomenal in this movie, like in the she suit, does. like her hair looks great. She doesn't have a bunch of wigs, which is kind of weird in the first movie. Um, I, I I like the characters. I think the I think the comedy in this movie is maybe slightly better. And that's why I remembered it more fondly. That and I think with Scott Lang's daughter too. Yeah, Cassie. she had a bigger cute. role. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like she's grown up so, like so much more from the first time we met her. Yeah. She's wonderful. And of course, then you have Luis T. Uh, I say T. I. But Dave and yeah. and Kurt are back, and they have a little bit of of well. Kurt at least has a little bit of a bigger role with talking about Baba Yaga, um, you know, the boogeyman or the yeah. witch or whatever you call it. And I, I mean, like I said, ultimately, Justin, I just don't know if it was necessary to bring in her ghost unless she had been affiliated with the black market guy and was going to apprehend the lab and everything for his purposes, not for her own, because if, you know, she's phasing, it's, mm -hmm she's ultimately sentenced to die at some point because they can't find a cure. I don't know. It was just, it was just strange. I mean, I, I love seeing Lawrence Fishburne in the movie too. I, I love just his demeanor. He can, he can play any role whatsoever. I just, he has a moral compass, if you will. And I, I, great seeing him in, in the MCU. I just really do not understand fully why it was necessary to have ghost as like the villain but then she's not a villain yeah i mean it was like she's you know she's kind of a low level low level villain in the movie and then like um well i mean i mean she's like kind of the main villain but like yeah. it's like kind of a soft introduction to the mcu for the character i guess but then i don't think anybody's like clamoring for that character to come back and 
I mean, not that I have anything against the actress, like, you know, get the work and do your job and everything. Oh, absolutely. Right. But I mean, she is apparently going to be in the Thunderbolts movie. So, Mm. I mean, that's cool. But I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody like was like, oh, God, we have to get ghosts back in the back of the MCU. Um, Yeah. And I I don't know if you how you want to talk about all this movie, Justin, but like her, as I mentioned, she wants the the lab. And I keep saying the lab because Pim and Hope, they're on the run post Scott having taken the suit to Germany in Captain America Civil War. He's been on house arrest for the last, what, two, two years or something like that. But he has supposedly had no contact with uh, Hank and and Hope. And when they're when they do meet up, it's because of the fact that Scott called and said to Hank, hey, I had a dream. It dealt with your wife. Like, I don't know if this means anything. And so that's why they're they're reunited and what have you. But because Hank and Hope have been in hiding, you know, they first say the house is gone. The lab is gone. Like everything is gone. But it really isn't because Hank used his technology to shrink his whole lab, mm-hmm. the building, the same with his home. He's got like a, a set of Hot Wheels, yep. you know, that he uses as cars to to get around. And that's how they've been able to stay out of you know eyesight of of the fbi so i thought that that was great i think that was clever that was fun of course but you know they ultimately are trying to see about getting janet van dyme back from the quantum realm and and how she has been able to adapt in the quantum in order to survive and then Mm -hmm. she sees ava like at the very end she's like i think i know how i can help you and she puts her fingers to ava's temples and generates some sort of energy and that's helping you can see it helping ava not phase you know because she's like like, she can have her hands still but like there's movement all around her Mm -hmm. and then somehow like she's cured like there's no real explanation behind that like yeah. I, again, I yeah, don't no, it, know if very, this was warranted. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very forgettable. I mean, I think like it was fun in the moment, but it is a very forgettable movie. And maybe, maybe it is the most forgettable movie in the MCU. It's it's, it's got to. I think next to the Guardians movies, and then for sure, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. This movie is definitely at the bottom of of my list. <laughs> right. Go check out now, our uh, our rankings. Y'all. Yeah, we ranked the first thirty, <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert: it's not it's not last. Like it, the this movie, movie is not last. The anime but... movies are both like I think they're right next to each other, and they're not they're not at the very bottom. So, no, but yeah, go check it out. We ranked the first thirty films in the MCU. Of course, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is number thirty one. It kicks off Phase Five just in a few days. Uh, but yeah, go back and check out our rankings. Um, yeah, you know, you're mentioning that's one of the things I wanted to talk about as far as what I really liked about the movie. I liked all the miniature, you know, the miniature cars and the, you know, they shrink the lab and they shrink the, their home. And um, I think all that stuff really works well in this movie, like with the and conversely, conversely, like whenever Ant-Man becomes giant man or they blow up like objects like the the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser, like when it's. You know, mm-hmm. it's turned into like this like twenty foot thing in the in the street, and um, that was cool. All the, all that stuff looks great, just, just mm-hmm. as a continuation from Ant Man. They kind of kept that the you know the VFX are great. I mean, even the ants, the ants like are great. They're yeah. so much larger than than when we first 
met them. I mean, at the very end of Ant-Man, one of these ants was kind of blown up in size. And that's the, whoa, that's a messed up looking dog. Uh, but now we've got right. more ants that are building the the tunnel for the quantum to to go into the quantum realm. And uh, we've got one ant who's pretending to be Scott as as I mentioned, Scott's under house arrest and he's just days away from being released. And so Hank and Hope are like, OK, well, we're going to put this ant, put the uh, ankle bracelet around around that ant. And it's going to, you know, be you with your habits. You sleep nine hours a day you watch tv for five hours a day right. you play a, the drum like what are you 15 like you know yeah. it's, it's great Th those moments are wonderful like i said this movie does have highlights i do i do appreciate the comedy uh aspect of it i just <sighs> pacing good lord pacing just yeah. damn near killed me like on this rewatch justin i i've looked at my phone several times because it's just like it's dragging i didn't do that at all with ant-man yeah i just kept like pausing it to check like how much time's left like i did that several <laughs> times because it felt like it was like oh this is almost over but no it's yeah. not and you know i think what we're talking about is kind of what peyton reed was talking about a few months back whenever he said that you know he thinks the first two ant-man movies were kind of palate cleansers because the first ant-man movie was directly after age of ultron right a huge avengers movie there's a lot of mm -hmm. fallout from that and then obviously ant-man the wasp was, was directly after infinity war and obviously with Infinity War, we lose a bunch of characters that are snapped out of existence. Yep. And so it's it kind of makes sense that you get not so much not that, not that they're going for like an unforgettable for, for a forgettable movie, but you get kind of a low level movie to kind of build you back up to a year later. We have, you know, in uh in game. So if you if you look at like how it's positioned it makes sense, but like a movie unto itself, it's not the best. <laughs> and that's yeah. the nice way to put it. But you know what? Honestly, I still feel like it's like kind of neck and neck with Ant-Man. The first one, I feel like they're very close to me because like, I mean, the villain is better in the first one. Mm -hmm. The comedy is better than the second one. I think there's more Luis there. You know, he has his story. He, he's <sighs> more. And then you're like incorporating. Yeah, yeah. You're incorporating the other actors yeah. in his storytelling. You have Paul Rudd, who's who's mouthing the dialogue as Luis is telling the story. Same thing with Evangeline Lilly. And, yeah. I, you know, it, it's it's funny to just see them kind of portray how Luis tells his story. Right. And even when Paul, I say Paul, but it's really Scott Lang. When yeah. Scott Lang is in the laboratory with Hope and, and Hank and they're trying to see if that this tunnel will work. Well, he also gets to play more or less janet van dyne you know yeah. he, he's he's embodied <laughs> by right. Right. janet van dyne and and she the mannerisms completely change it's, it's just like oh like we, we you know we just have to do a little bit of collab, uh, calibration and and when hank's like janet and and then paul paul scott looks at him and, and just kind of like like touches his face like yeah. in this loving sort of affectionate way and and it's so funny watching these actors portray other actors like i'm sure they had michelle pfeiffer you know kind of act out the scene it's like okay this is how i would deliver the the lines and mannerisms what have you and paul is gonna have to mimic that like i think that's if i hope that's what happened otherwise if paul just did it 100 like on his own brilliant that was gold <laughs> yeah no that, that's a that's a highlight of the movie for sure because mm -hmm. 
like you said, you know, then Hank is referring to Scott Lang as honey because it's like Janet <laughs> Van Dyne is like has overtaken his body or whatever. They're and holding then, hands. Yeah, yeah. Scott refers to hope as jelly bean, which is what mm-hmm. her mother called her. Yeah. You know, in the past. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Another big highlight. And you mentioned this before is Cassie Lang. Um, so many like funny, like cute moments. I love the, like the nine one one call when they're, you know, they're basically like being held up by Bill Foster and by, by ghost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she, you know, she's texting him and he's like, okay, I got to, it's my daughter. Like, I need to find out what she's calling about. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, he, she calls and like they FaceTime or whatever. And she's like, I can't find my soccer shoes. I have a game tomorrow. <laughs> like that's a, that's, that's a 911 call. call. The, uh, the world's greatest grandma trophy is like hilarious that, that she well, got in that because there were no like, I or get, I'm guessing there was no like world's greatest dad trophies at the store. And so she just right. got him the closest one. Yeah. Like, like their sense of humor is obviously she gets his sense of humor. Like yeah. she gets it from him. Obviously yeah. there, there are two peas in a pod and to kick off when we see the two of them together. Cause before he wasn't allowed to have like any contact with Cassie because he had just gone in prison, hadn't paid child support. And now they're, they're spending time together. He he's at his house and it's like, Oh, we're, we're in a tunnel and, and we've got to, you know, figure out where the treasure is and what have you. Oh, look, the great aunt Anton, just, you know, paper mache aunt right. thing. And so he's, he's built this like play thing this tunnel so that he can entertain cassie when she comes and visits him and i think that's just beautiful i love seeing parent relationships like that like you go out of your way to entertain your child she's like i don't know what eight ten years old at this point and she she plays along you know she plays along with him they're both enjoying their time together and of course it ends in the fbi coming into the house because in this slide thing, their escape route, Scott's foot goes through the fence and his ankle monitor is on it and it's breached the perimeter, if you will. <laughs> so and even Cass just kind of like, really, guys, like, why why do you have why can't you just leave my dad alone? Like, <laughs> go away. Yeah. No, that I, I like how you know, I think this kind of will lead to what happens in Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania when Cassie's talking to her dad and she talks about how like, you know, he needs a partner and she wants to be his partner, but then he, he's like, no, it's, it's going to be hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to see that, you know, in quantum mania, you know, Cassie joins in on the superhero like family thing. She most certainly will. And I mean, it's important to rewatch this movie, especially because this is dealing a lot with the quantum realm and, uh, how things work differently inside that world as opposed to the one that we live in. So it's, it's essential. I just, I, the pacing again of this movie was just not there for me. Mm -hmm. The villain was not that great, my opinion, but the information that Janet has from living there in the, in the last 30 years is going to obviously be very essential when it comes down to quantum mania so not my favorite movie but it's important to rewatch. yeah i'm i'm 
I'm kind of there with you. I mean, I like it a little bit more than you do, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not one of the MCs best. I'll I'll put it that Mm -hmm. way. But it is the uh, it's the introduction of Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Which which the character, you know, he's like, it's so funny because him and him and uh, Scott Lang, you know, they have such a funny back and forth because Scott has learned magic at this like online magic college, and you know, uh, he's like. Jimmy Wu is like completely like, you know, mesmerized by it. He wants to learn magic. And uh, that's part of his character going forward. Um, and it actually we'll we'll see Jimmy Wu again in WandaVision. And, and when he introduces himself to uh, Rambo, I can't think of her first name off the top of my head, but he. he Monica. Yeah. Is it Monica? Yeah. He uh, he does his sleight of hand with his business card. It's the same sleight of hand that that Scott did to, to him. He's like, can, can you just show me how to do that? <laughs> and so obviously this is a very big part of, of Jimmy Woo and how Scott has impacted him with magic. And so he's going to learn that sleight of hand as well and show the world. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting that the fact that I don't believe, um, T.I. or Michael Pena are, are in Quantum Mania. I'm kind of surprised that those characters, those actors aren't going to be in the movie. That, to me, that's not a good decision. No, I haven't haven't seen Quantum Mania yet, but I have read some spoiler-free reviews, and people are pretty mixed on this movie. And Mm. when people are mixed, it's there, it's more. It tends to be more negative than positive. So, I'm kind of. uh, I'm kind of concerned as we uh, as I'm going to see that tomorrow, and then of course we'll have a review of Quantum Mania sometime next week when everyone hopefully has had a chance to see it. But you know, it's curious too because a lot of these movies you feel like, oh, they said something or did something, and that's going to set up for their next appearance, right, in the yeah. next movie. And right. with Luis, at one point, they're they're escaping the bad guys, they're escaping the black market guys. Mm-hmm and trying to get the lab from ghost. And so he's in the car with, with hope. And he says to her like, Oh, I really like your suit. And he goes, you know, I'd like to have a suit that has like even just minimal powers or just a suit that has like no powers powers. at all. Like, you know, he he just wants to be included. He wants to feel included. Right. But for me thinking back, like, Oh, that would have been like a great kind of way of planting that seed of maybe Luis is going to take part in, in the next movie and maybe he'll get a suit from hank or uh have to wear the suit one of the old suits that hank had or i don't know like you know what i'm saying like to me that just would have seemed appropriate and then it's like how are you gonna not have both Luis and and dave ti's character like is kurt for sure Uh, gonna be in it too like i mean i think he's playing a different character which is very strange oh i did hear about that Yeah, yeah so I mean, one thing I've heard about this movie is it's is quantum mania is very strange. It's, it's, uh, it's been described as Marvel's weirdest movie yet. So, so really? we'll see. I mean, you know, it, obviously you're going to this quantum realm and mm-hmm. I think most of the movies spent in the quantum realm. So mm-hmm. what we've seen from the quantum realm is very strange. Yeah. And people want to hate on Dr. Strange. Okay. Okay. Hey, we didn't hate that movie. We did not. We both like that movie. Yeah. Very much like that movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Both movies for that matter, but uh, yeah. sure. Okay. To each yeah. their own. Exactly. It's fine. You're wrong, but fine. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say another funny moment in the movie in Ant Man and the Wasp is the whole uh, truth serum gag where, <laughs> you know, uh, the uh, the street level criminals they have like this guy who who basically injects people with with is a truth serum and. But he's like the guy's like no, it's not truth serum. And then, but then, you know, uh, Dave and Kurt and Luis are like, yeah, it's truth serum. Like it sounds like truth serum. That's what it is. <laughs> and I like whenever you know Luis is injected with the stuff, and he ends up giving up where you know Hank and Hope and and Scott are located. But he also, when he's talking to Scott on the phone, he's talking about he's like, I hate the way you load the dishwasher. <laughs> he's like, because <laughs> it just, you know the, the truth serum is making him say things he would normally say out loud. And he's like. Who puts the plates on the top shelf? Like, no one does that. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I'm trying to, like, get my camera back in focus. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just how upset he was over over that. It was, it was really yeah. funny. And then how, you know, the the guy who administered the, the truth serum, he, at the very end, tables got turned on on him and, and the black market guy – Sonny, was that his name? Sonny yeah, Sonny Birch. Birch. Yeah, Sonny Birch, Birch, and then like another henchman at the very end of the movie, they're at Fisherman's Wharf, and they were quote unquote apprehended by Dave and and Kurt. They're given the truth serum and admit to the cops, like, "Hey, these are the things that uh, I did." And I, oh yeah, also I have many health code violations at my restaurant. Some that would shock you. It's and then and then, dude who had first administered the truth serum to the other guys, he looks at the the pouch and he's like, wow, it is truth serum. <laughs> yeah, so no, it, yeah, there, there's a lot of good comedy in the, in the movie. Um, oh, for sure. And there's a lot of great, like, you know, chase scenes. There's a van chase scene through mm-hmm. what is meant to be like downtown San Francisco. Um, the they hot wheels. Down, yeah. They go down Lombard street, which is, the most crookedest street in the United States. I've been there and right. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> the hot wheels cars. That's, that's a cool, uh, you know, whenever, you know, they get, they break out this box of hot wheels cars and then Luis yep. is driving this, like, you know, this like flamed purple, <laughs> purple. little sport car. Yeah. That, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I think the very end of the movie is really cool. I completely forgot about it because hope and hope and Scott are on a date and, um, Cassie's in the back seat and they're like at a drive, they're like at a drive-in movie, but mm-hmm. we they pan out. And they show that like, like they're in the miniature Hot Wheels cars, and they're watching a laptop. Like, yeah, that was really. I completely forgot about that part. That was so I did cool. too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So it's like, okay, wait, how can they all shrink if they're not wearing the suit? Like, including yeah, Kathy? I know in this movie they just like if you're in the car or in the whatever you shrink to. I guess it just. They kind of oh, uh, yeah. they expanded Fair the point. science or it just became easier to like, you know, you can shrink and enlarge everything and all the time. And um, there's 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 still some hiccups with with all that, too. Just I'm thinking in think terms so. of spacing with right with the other cars. It's like the car needed to be this big before you shrink it down to this big. So right. how did the other cars not get affected? Anyway, I'm really thinking too hard about this, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> just yeah. continuity is just really important to me. And. Those little yeah. goofs like tend to bother me, but I'm just gonna let it go. But yeah, but that all that stuff all leads to good good comedic moments. Like whenever he has to go back to Cassie's school to get the world's greatest grandma <laughs> trophy, so he can find the old Ant Man suit, which is which is uh you know that, taped that under destroyed it. right that he destroyed. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like he's like you know he can't control the the belt or whatever on his suit, and he keeps like 
getting way too big or way too small. And then he's basically the size of a small child. So he like mm-hmm. throws on this hoodie and runs through the hallway to get out of there. Like, I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause even like hope is taunting him. She's like, Oh, like yeah. when he's jumping to try to get the, the backpack from the, the cubby and she, and she's just standing there. She's like, Oh, you almost got it. Like, you know, there you go. You can do it. <laughs> I'm like a bunch of assholes. Like as someone who is vertically challenged, help us out okay <laughs> help us out <laughs> yeah no I, him uh, you know just even going down the stairs outside to go back into the van and he's just like it's the stairs are just too big and he's got to take him like two at a time not two at a time two feet at a time right mm-hmm. jumps into the van and sits in the in the chair and they're like how was school today it's like do you want a juice box and string cheese and he's like do you really have that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> That was funny. What do you think about the claymation kind of credits? I thought those were really cool. That I think is amazing looking. Like, is it claymation I, or what would you call it? I don't call it claymation. I kind of I'm thinking about all the the old toys my brother used to have, and I don't know if it's like metal or something, but I don't know because I think they dealt with the Hot Wheels cars. I don't know if the same like manufacturer also did like little figurines that were maybe metal or plastic or just like really very detailed painted little figurines Mm -hmm. that's what kind of reminded me of uh but i think the scenes for the end credits in in whatever material that is was really cool looking like especially the scene where you have giant ant-man and he's in the water and to to convey like the splash of of the water and just how that looks that i don't know it was really really cool looking yeah i really liked it yeah i think that was better than the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that you're right the credits kind of tell the movie like in these these you know recreated scenes and uh it looks really cool like i wish i had that like that art piece or whatever some Mm -hmm. of that stuff because it looks really incredible it does it does let's talk about so this movie has a mid credit and a post credit scene and mm-hmm. just a heads up. I've heard that quantum mania has a mid credit and a post credit. So be sure to stick around. If you're going to see the movie, stick around through the credits as always Marvel trained us, but uh, it's got a mid and a post just like it's a good rule of thumb and man in the loss. Yeah. So let's talk about the mid credit first mm-hmm. in the mid credit. We see Janet Scott and hope well, Hank, Janet Scott and hope are using the X con van as their XCOM, by the way, is the company that Louis Scott, Kurt, and Dave have founded since the brilliant first name. Yeah, that's their XCON security. Like talk security, about an yeah. oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. So they have this this old school van that yeah. that you know Hank and Janet Scott and Hope are using it as their new tunnel to the quantum realm, right? Yep. Scott goes subatomic and he enters the quantum realm. He's supposed to, you know go in there, get in there and get back. He's only in there for a little bit, but while he's in there, the Thanos snap from infinity war happens. And as we see, you know, as he's like radioing them, like, Hey guys, like I'm ready to come back. What's what's going on. We see them turn to ash. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I do remember the post credit scene. Cause I remember like, we were all like, okay, like, cause this is the movie directly after infinity war. And we're like, Okay, how are they going to explain why Ant-Man and the Wasp weren't a part of 
Infinity War, where were they? And then we mm-hmm. get that that this happened at the same yeah. time as that's happening. And you know, he's stuck in the quantum realm. Yep. Until, you know, in game, of course. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was really cool. I, I think that's one of the better mid credit scenes. Honestly, just because of the weight of Infinity War mm-hmm. and how we saw Spider-Man and Black Panther and all these characters like just turn to dust. Yeah. To see that continue in the next movie, I at the time and even looking back now, I thought it was really cool. What do you think no, about that? No, that was well placed. That was uh story story-wise that that was very well done and it's even sad to say that the mid credit, I think, was better than the whole movie altogether. <laughs> but well, it had more stakes. It had it, it had way more stakes. It yeah, furthered what we because Infinity War at the time was, I think, the best was easily the best Marvel superhero movie, and yeah, I think it's one sure. of the best ever. Yeah. And that just continued the story right mm-hmm. away. You know, this is just a couple months after Infinity War. So, yeah, and for me, I have I have my more emotional problems with Infinity War and. I just don't like the idea of that, like people just disintegrated and, you know, that's, that's hard. That's like traumatic, right? Obviously people that you love, people that mean so much to the world and what have you. And, and for Scott, he is completely helpless. Like he's stuck in a, in a, in a world where he can't get back on his own or could he, because he was able to get out the first time from the quantum realm in Ant-Man one. So it's just like, you couldn't have like done the reverse thing or whatever it was that you did in Ant-Man and get out that way. Like I, because the reason he went even went in was to get energy from the quantum to help Ava and right. heal her and what have you. So he has like this little like container thing sucks up the, the energy. And so he's just there, he's just there with, with it. And then the whole family hope Janet and, and Hanker are gone at random and so then you're kind of like at, at that time or now having done the rewatch, it's like, okay, well, but what happened to Ava? Like, I mean, Scotch is kind of like abandoned everything within reason because he's concerned about his wife. He's concerned about Cassie. He's concerned about what happened with, you know, Hank Pym and them. And it's just like, but what happened to Ava? You know, this, this again goes back to, was she a worthy character for this movie? Like, Right. It didn't carry. Okay, sorry. Had to get off that soapbox. So, <laughs> but but the mid-credit definitely had so much more weight to it mm-hmm. because he's completely helpless. He he can't escape, which, as I just said, I'm sure there could have been a way, but it was written the way that it was written. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, good mid-credit scene. Of course, we find out what happens in Endgame. So, yeah, you haven't you haven't seen Endgame yet? Definitely check that out before you see Quantumania, of course. Yes, um, and also check out our Endgame review that we did several years ago. Yeah, <laughs> Here a long on time our ago. Yeah, that was our <laughs> first uh, MCU movie that we ever reviewed. It was. Yep. Jeez, are, that was a long time yeah, ago. <laughs> we're coming up on five years doing this. So insane. Very cool. Yeah. So, yes. um. Then the post-credit scene is just kind of a jokey post-credit where we have, uh, is it Anton? No, I don't think it's Anton. Uh, It's an unnamed ant as far as I'm concerned, but I think it was the one who was pretending to be Scott. It was programmed to be Scott under house arrest. Yeah, okay. And he's playing the drums, yeah. Playing the drums. Playing the drums just like Scott was earlier in the movie. So Sure. 
yeah let's go uh, with it's that. funny it's a, it's a funny. little bit it was a little bit of a like a weird like okay wait you did the mid credit that way but then you're gonna like end it in the post credit with this and then black screen ant-man and the wasp will return yeah. question mark like that was brilliant like that was yeah that was cool so, so I'm curious if if the mid and end or post credit in Quantum Mania is going to be similar. <laughs> God, I've heard that they're both kind of cool, but one of them, the execution is not great. So mm. again, I don't know what that means. I don't know. We shall see. I mean, the the one thing and I don't think this is a spoiler, but Peyton the Reed, the director, he had said that you know he was hoping that the third Ant Man movie, meaning Quantum Mania, would be like an Avengers level story. So I wonder, and I, again, I haven't heard anything, but I wonder if we're going to see some Avengers in this movie or variations think, of Avengers. I think, right. I, I think that's probably what we're going to see. Cause I don't know that we're going to see. Cause at this point, we're not really sure who's an Avenger or who's like organized, you know, as far as an event. So I think because even from the trailer, there's a, a line that Kang says, and it's kind of referencing Thor. He's like, well, I, I haven't killed you yet. He goes, you, you're you're not the one with the you're not the god with the hammer or something along those lines. He ma- yeah. makes reference to Mjolnir. Um, you're not, and it was a reference to a different character, a different like Avenger type character. So it's very curious if if we could see variations of Avengers and if they're played by the same actors that we already know, or if it's going to be a completely different actor. I, I I don't know. I, I don't know because I think I think we've kind of speculated that uh villain from Ant-Man, Yellow Jacket, Corey Corey? Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll's the actor, yeah. There's talk that he's in this movie in Quantum Mania. Yeah, yeah he but is playing a different character. Different character. So yeah. yeah. I, it's it's possible. Anything's possible at this point because now we're dealing right. with the multiverse and Kang is he who remains and he kind of manipulates time yeah i mean i have heard no surprise that uh jonathan mazur as king is great that's that seems like that's be that's like the main thing people are saying about the movie but it's gonna be a major year ah yeah 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 Yeah. creed three is coming up in early march so it'll he is the he is the uh he's creed's opponent in that movie so Mm. yeah he's got he's got a big year no doubt about that so Anyway, Brittany, final thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a necessary movie leading into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, of course, that you get your first kind of understandings of the quantum realm, how it works. The introduction of Janet Van Dyne, because I, I really feel like she's going to have a big role to play in Quantum Mania. To what extent, I don't know. Uh, on our trailer uh review if you will or reaction however you want to call that we kind of speculated about who may survive and who may not go back and check that out see our and hear our thoughts on that but i think janet's gonna have a big role to play no doubt of course scott and even cassie i mean cassie's a young woman now and she like you mentioned in this movie she wanted to be his partner and in a way she's going to be i'm sure and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It had its moments. 
I think just too many, too many characters, too many characters that ultimately didn't go anywhere. I think for now. Uh, yeah, I think it could have maybe been done a little bit different. And the pacing was just, it wasn't there for me. It wasn't there for me. It probably could have been a shorter movie. Let's just be real. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. What are your uh, final thoughts? No, this is, this is a fine movie. It is. There are obviously some good moments. We talked about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. It's feels like a little bit too long and it's kind of jumbled up and it's not one of the better MCU movies, but, uh, there, but there, there's stuff in there to that you know, you need to watch it just so you can further, you know, continue this story, this interconnected universe. Absolutely. Which is, you know, that's, that is the brilliant part of an interconnected universe. It's like a TV show where you have to watch every episode to kind of, you know, to be fully invested and understand the story. So For overall sure. it's fine, but it's not, um, it's not one of my favorites. So no, and and I think this was the first time since we saw it in theaters that I've actually rewatched it. So yeah, same. That tells same you boat. something. <laughs> yeah, same boat. So now you know what we think about Ant Man and the Wasp. We want to know what you think, Brittany. How can people tell us what they think about this movie? Leave a comment down below. But first, make sure you are subscribed to this YouTube channel as well as like this video. It does help out. It would help me to talk. First and foremost, it would help us out immensely. We are on the road to, as Frank said, 500 subscribers. Let's let's go ahead and get it. We're at 222, I believe, at time of recording. So we're we're uh, we're getting subs, Justin. I'm I'm happy about that. Thank you to everyone. Yeah, we appreciate it for sure. But do not forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Search at Watchers Basement. Use that same hashtag Watchers Basement to help grow our audience. Tell people across the multiverse about us your friends your neighbors your family uh strangers i don't care just just tell them about <laughs> us and help grow our audience and lastly we also have audio podcasts available to you on apple google and spotify thanks to anchor.fm be sure to give us a five-star rating thank you Brittany. i appreciate it so for Brittany, this is justin saying we'll see you next time when we review ant-man and the wasp Quantumania next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. Bye-bye. And remember, you are the world's greatest grandma. <laughs>